welcome back. How are you doing, Nathan? Doing good, Richard. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, we're back. We are back again. We've got one of the most anticipated podcasts of 2019 in here. You know, a real crowd pleaser. We've gotten lots of messages about it, mainly from Dylan and Nico, uh, about when we're going to do a, uh, the part two of our 24 under 24. I apologize that it took so long, but holidays, schedules changing, I've got a newish job, and Richard was in, how many states were you in in the past couple of months? Uh, I've just been traveling a lot. Oh. State, state, and we're talking about states of mind, right? We're not talking about physical states. I was talking about physical states because I know you uh, you went to Wisconsin for a bit. It's, uh, but I don't know if you went anywhere else. Uh, I, I mean, we had a stopover in uh, Minnesota. I don't, uh, I don't understand how flights work. That you're flying from New York to Minnesota and back to Wisconsin. It just feels out of the way. Well, look, hub's a hub, you know. It was, um, that's basically pretty much how it is. A hub is a hub. A hub like, is a hub. That's, so that's what's going to be. Um, anyway, uh, I'd like to uh, welcome you back to the Hoops Temple podcast. Um, I'm Richard Blue, as always, with me in usually Michigan, Mr. Nathan Schwartz. Yes, sir. Nathan. Um, so um, before we start doing our next 12... So we, we saved 13 through 24 for today. Um, let's real quick just recite off our 1 through 12. Over. Yeah, let's do a quick recap, all right? All right, who so, do you got, Richard, 1 through 12? So my 1, two, my one through 12, uh, we have Jokic, Porzingis, Doncic, Booker, Simmons, Towns, Tatum, Ball, Markinen, Aiton, Russell, and Aaron Gordon. Nice, nice. And I've got 12. I've got Jokic, Porzingis, Towns, Mitchell, Simmons, Doncic, uh, Booker, Tatum, Fox, Jackson, Mark, and Gordon, uh, and that's that's one through twelve. Yeah, I really feel bad for putting Fox so low. Like now that I'm like watching the season play out, like what I hate is that it's so much time has passed. Like the standings are starting to like iron themselves out to where we thought they were going to look like. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like, oh wow. Well, I put that person way too high. Yeah. I didn't put that person high enough. Yeah, I, I had a few extra minutes, so I, I revised my thirteen through twenty four. Um there's still more tweaks. I've got about four more guys that I wish I could have found a way to squeeze them in. Um Andrew Wiggins still on the outside looking in, but he just had a forty point game a few minutes ago or a few days ago, so there's so, that. Ah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to Wiggins on my list, but I also thought about keeping him off just because of... Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you lead us off with your 13? All right, so 13 is somebody we've already talked about. Uh, I think he's in your top 12, Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Why do you have him outside of the 13? Because uh, this year. This year, Utah's really not doing much, and I think they've kind of just figured him out, and he's not the transcendent... You know, he had a one-hit wonder, but I don't know if he's really... I mean, he's good. Look, don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a good player, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't... He's not going to be able to do what... He's not going to be able to replicate what he did last year, I don't think, ever again, unless he has more support around him besides Joe Eggles. I mean, but, but good old Aussie Joe. 
Look, man, look, Utah needs a white guy to, you know, to, to so sell tickets. Can, like, have to sell tickets, exactly. That's why they drafted Grayson Allen. I mean, so. Slightly racist, but not all entirely wrong. No, it's not wrong. Mitt Romney was at the game wearing uh, a, a Mitt Romney jersey. You know what I mean? I mean oh come my on, God. You know, that was, that was probably one of the funniest images that I uh, at the Utah playoff game. Could you have a less, <laughs> like, could you be less excited to have someone represent your team? Could you be a. He probably doesn't. That's probably the only time he's ever watched basketball. It's got to be. I don't know. He does not seem like a basketball fan, even though he could probably own a basketball team if he wanted to. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he might. Maybe those Utahns, those Mormons. I feel like they, they've got to take some pride in their team, as long as it's not Sunday. I don't know if Joseph Smith would approve of basketball. Yeah, he's he thinks he's Jewish. He could probably think he's part black. Yeah, I mean, look, that. for sure. Look, I don't know. Perhaps. I don't actually know that much about Mormonism. I probably Neither do I. Let's... But all I know is Joseph Smith pretty much and uh, <laughs> Mitt Romney. That's it. Those are the only two prominent Mormon people that I know. Oh, um, and um, But with uh, Grayson Allen and uh, Gobert and Eagles, I'm not really – I mean, Utah is clearly not having a successful season. You know, Quinn Snyder's doing an okay to- a job. But, like, you know, if – if, like I said, end of the basically to wrap it up, if Utah was higher in the standings this year, Mitchell probably would have been way higher on my list. But, that's that's fair, and they have started to climb back. And Mitchell's numbers are back above where they were last year from a, a per game standpoint. But I think a lot of his advanced stats are still down. Uh, his PER is down. His win shares per forty eight minutes are still down. His warp is down. But I think that's cumulative, and that is more cumulative. Uh, his shooting figures are down, uh, percentages across the board. It, it is hard just being a six-three guard that likes to score. Um, yeah, he's undersized. He yeah. is really undersized. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's amazing that you just named all those stats, and I just like when it went from just looking at like how things are going. So it's it's pretty cool to see that stats do back up just pure, pure yeah, the pure eye, eye test. test. Well, my so. my thirteenth. The guy is Jamal Murray, who has okay. probably been the second most consistent nugget. I forget where you had him, but was he in your time? I'm at 16, so let's let's knock him off now. Okay. Um, I don't really know much about him. I've seen him play. He's okay. He doesn't wow me. Um, I think he is a very nice complimentary piece next to Jokic. Um, and he's very athletic. Mm-hmm. And he makes a few like good plays, good for like maybe one wild play, and that's about it. That's all I've really seen from him or heard from him. So Mur- I know you'll give me a much more in depth. Well, so Murray analysis. Murray's a hit or miss. He's a spark plug guy. He had a forty six point night against Phoenix, and then followed up the next game in with an eight point performance. You know, it, he's. He's like a J.R. Smith, but better, you know, hot or cold. And I suppose J.R. Smith is kind of a dated reference at this point, but he's a streaky scorer that if you're like, man, if he could put this together and be a consistent 23 to 25-point game, you're looking at an all-star, but when it's a 30-point here, then a 6-point there, then a 4-point, then a 40-point, it's hard to know what you're getting out of him. It's amazing that you mentioned J.R. Smith because he's also a former Nugget as well. True, true. What about 14? Who do you have of there? Um, wait, wait, what about who do you have 13? 
Oh, that was uh, Mo- oh, Murray was oh. my thirteen. Oh, moving yeah, yeah, on yeah, to fourteen. Sorry, sorry about that. Moving on to fourteen. Okay, moving on to fourteen. My, uh, my, sorry, I got a message on my phone. I had to look at. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I just had some guests leaving, and I got an update on their flight. So okay. I just had to check it. Uh, my fourteenth is Jaron Jackson Jr. All right. I'm, like um, Jaron Jackson for me, he is. I think he's. I mean, look, we've only seen what him play for the last four months now. Um, I think uh, early on when I was writing this list, you know, Memphis was having some success, and some of that was due to Jaron jo- Jaron Jackson Jr.'s defensive prowess. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't taken a look at his numbers lately or anything like that. And I don't know how Memphis is doing actually right now. <laughs> Memphis has cratered worse than the Kings have cratered, but oh, man. but Jackson right. still still is performing well. I had him up higher. I had him at at ten. Um, it, it, him and Tatum are actually very similar players, his numbers wise, and um, I don't know. I, I think he's got good scoring, good defensive potentials. This could be really good for the next few years. I think yeah, and his, I don't know. Physically, he's just he's quite the specimen. I think he and, uh, he actually reminds me a bit of Detroit age Rasheed Wallace, uh, where where he's dedicated himself to defense, but still can score. Kind of go a little inside, a little outside. Got some moves. He's, he'll be a good player. What we've got to do is go back, like once we like finish this pod. What we need to do is like have a like a very brief. Pod or maybe another two-part pod about the NBA Draft.net analysis of all of our picks. We do, we do. <laughs> we kind of we have to do that and just kind of like go through and be like, all right, well this was right, and then go in depth into why it was right, who panned out and who didn't. <laughs> exactly. That would that's gonna be fantastic. Um, but yeah, Jackson Jr. Well, I think look, the future's bright for him for sure, and I think you know, like I you always look at like. If you plug this player in on a good team, could they contribute? Could mm-hmm. they fit in? Could they, you know? And I think Jaron Jackson Jr. has got like the temperament and the IQ, mm-hmm. definitely. Like if he was in a better situation, I'm sure he'd be even. Like if he was on the Celtics right now, he'd be destroying it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, the guys, the guys, good. Yeah, no, I I like him a lot. Uh, at 14 for me, I have Demontis Sabonis. Ooh, okay. He's on my list too. He's a little bit lower at 21, but. We might as well. Uh, Sabonis, why do you have that? What do you have him at fourteen? Um, he's just an incredibly efficient player. He's shooting over sixty percent from the field. Um, he's not attempting threes, but you know he, he's actually he's attempting less than a three, or he's attempting one three every four games basically. We still hit them at forty or at seventy five percent. But really, all his way he's doing is getting in the paint and scoring. But he's not a lob catcher. He's a He's a give-me-the-ball-and-let-me-go-to-work guy that's still getting 60%, which I just find fascinating from a smaller body. You know, he's not a Shaq-like presence. Yeah, he's not nearly as big as his dad. You know, oh, no. I mean, I'm sure Sabonis was, like, trying to find the largest woman he could find to re- reproduce with, you know what I mean? Well, and, and Arvidas, <laughs> as I'm pretty sure, he, he had a few corn dogs in him, him and, you know, a couple of, like, good Midwestern food that built up, got... Well, I guess he was a, a Portland guy. Probably, I don't know. What do they have in Portland? That's fried. I don't know what they have. I don't know what they had in Portland back in the day. Because, like, remember Sabonis was on the, the his dad was on the Blazers back yeah. before Portland became hipster. 
Yeah, I just I picture well, like his dad was a, a beefier dude. He was kind of heavy dude. dude. Also, he was like seven three. Yeah. So like, like, and like little Sabo is smaller, or he's you know only six eleven two forty, but yet he's just incredibly efficient and he still passes well. You know, you can get the ball to him and he's almost averaging three assists per game, in which for a big it's you know it's not great, it's not bad, but. He's able to kick it out but when he gets uh, gets in trouble. So I, I really like him. I think he's got a high ceiling, and I, I think if you were to move him to being a starter on a team, he could easily be a 20-10 and 10 guy. Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, I agree with you. I think he got his father's IQ, and, like, the boy can ball. I mean, I can zag it. He could ball. And uh, I have him a little bit lower just because I don't think he can be – uh, the centerpiece, or even a number two mm-hmm. on a team. Like I think what he does is very much like... How do I say? It's more of like a complimentary thing. You know, it just it's something that happens that helps the team. Mm-hmm. But like I in crunch time, I'm not giving it to him. See, I would absolutely give him crunch time. Him, um, you know, I, I would would want him as my second option. Uh, I think kind of Jamal Murray is the demarcation of first option guys. I guess I should probably have flipped Murray and Gordon in my list, who was my number twelve. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think Sabo's got a really strong case for stuff. I, I, he's gonna be. He's only gonna get better. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Um, so we're moving on to fifteen, right? Yep. Who do you have? I have Bagley, Mr. Bagley. It's Bagley Jr., right? Yeah. Or it's no, it's the thing it's the third. Uh, Melvin Bagley the third, right? Yeah. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Bagley the third. W- why do you have Bagley? At 15? Yeah. I he was right after Jaron Jackson Jr. I think Jackson Jr. is slightly better. Mm-hmm. I think Bagley is more of a offensive player. Um and he's also left-handed, I believe, right? I don't know. Uh, I think so. I've tried to watch a number of the Kings game, and he was in, inactive for a while. So um, I haven't seen Bagley's too much up, of him. Bagley's up there because I think, I mean, unfortunately, as the season's progressed, I feel like he could end up in a Julio Okafor-type situation. Mm. And that makes you want to put him this high? No, no, I'm saying <laughs> that this is like, this is like a, I was saying that my list was made at the time when the Kings were succeeding and oh, Bagley true. was doing well. True, and true. now that the story has changed, the list is kind of like... You know, I kept it, but my reasoning would have been a lot stronger had we done it like back to back as it is now, where it's like, oh man, that was a mistake. So I will admit that like Bagley this high. I look. Well, he actually. The only my only argument is I could justify his potential, if like you know. And I do think he's got some potential. I really liked uh, the look of him in the draft. I wasn't high that I thought he'd reach it, but I do I do think he's got a bit of that. Um, Giannis meets Stoudemire uh, that everyone was talking about. He's long. He's athletic. I'm not sure how you build around him because he's not quite as long or as athletic as Giannis. You know, if you're getting 80% of Giannis, can you build a team around it? Um, He also can't pass that well from what I've seen. His IQ is not all there either, with uh, at least court awareness. But... You know, maybe he becomes a rim-rolling lob guy. I, I don't know. He's been getting 20 minutes the past five games. I'll probably tune back into a few more Kings games to see see how he's looking now. 
I think Yahoo Sports app is doing a free league pass this week, right? Ooh. Or something. I mean, I've got. They did it last week. I've got league pass, so. Right. But for, I do want to watch a couple of Kings games though, just because. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not doing nearly as well now, but. Yeah. Well, my, who, yeah, who's your 15, Nathan? My 15 is John Collins. And uh, I did a re-rank while I was waiting for you today. Because uh, I actually had Collins down at 24, and he's kind of skyrocketed up my re-rankings. Um, he, he is a, a 20 and 10 guy. He's 19 and 10 right now. Oh, but uh, for, a, for a rim-rolling big that can catch lobs, can do a little bit of work down low, and just rebounds... I like the bigs that really just get after rebounds, and that's what he's been doing. I have a lot of faith in him. Well, my question is, who is he and what team does he play for? <laughs> uh, he's one of the many John Collinses to have come through the NBA. He's right, currently playing so. for Atlanta. All right, probably why I've never heard of him. Um, Vince Carter was recently very high on him in the last Winging It podcast. Just, you know, talked about how... how monstrous he is uh he's a big man and can really dunk dunk well um i'm not sure that there's a giant upside i think clint capella is probably a fair comparison if you're looking for a comp um yes i don't know that it'll ever be great but what you're getting right now is really good and i think he'll stay at this really good level uh like an 85 on 2k for the next 10 years. I love that 2K is the where we're going here. It's like, ah, he'd be like 85. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you start him, and then, like, simulation, he would do what he needed to do for you to win. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> he's a player that you have on the team for simulation and for dunking purposes, but, like, when you're like, I'm going I'm to space and pace or do something different, you'd probably sub him out. So, John, yeah, what college did he go to? Uh, Collins, let's see here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've never heard of him. I mean, you, the only like it's when you said the Hawks, I was like, this makes sense. Wake Forest. Like, okay, all right. R.I.P. Skip Prosser. He was a great coach. Back um, in the day. Do we do your fifteen? Yeah, we had I, we had uh, the bags. Okay. All right. So, sixteen. Sixteen was my was my Murray, which we already discussed. Um, and then who's your sixteen? My sixteen is the other pacer that I've got on the list. Uh, Miles Turner. Ah, he did not make my list. Really? No, so, no love for Miles. I just, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's very, very okay. He's too skinny for me to like get excited. Like, I look at him and I'm like the beat, the beat, Hibbert, the beat, Hibbert, the beat. Like almost like a heartbeat. Like, da da, da da. I mean, the way you say the beat is almost like a heartbeat. But Collins, um, or not Collins, we've moved on. Uh, Turner, the thing that I really like about him is his defensive tenacity. He's another guy that also gets a lot of rebounds. He's not a scorer, which I do think limits him. Um, And I was really thinking about the old Pistons teams where Ben Wallace was probably their second most important player. But I I still don't feel like he was their their second best player. I've always thought it goes Chauncey, Sheed, Ben, Rip, um, and I think don't forget Tashawn. Yeah, Tashawn is five. If you know Lindsey Hunter is six, uh, Memento Core is seven. If we want to just keep ranking. By, but, by the way, I wanted to say just quickly, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. reminds me a little bit of Tashawn Prince. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he does kind of have that lanky body. Yep. But, but anyway. No, I I think Turner, um, I worry that India is going to overvalue him and overpay him. Um, but I think he's got a lot of potential to be a really great defensive stopper or for the rest of his career. Um, I don't think there will ever be an offensive development. So I think they got to figure out how they're going to play the Turner, Sabotis. Um, if you can't fit them together, I'm worried. And I think that's what they need to figure out how to do to have any success long-term. So is it fair that we could say maybe that um, Turner is like a... Because I was going to call him the Black Rick Smiths, but uh, I'd say... Because Turner can shoot the three. A little. A little. Not, yeah. I mean, Rick Smiths could shoot the three a little, too. Yeah. But, I, I guess Turner is shooting two a game at almost 40%, so... Yeah, you know, I'll take it. He's, he's. I was gonna either say like because I'm comparing him to Pacers past. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Rick Smets, you have, and uh, Antonio Davis, and you have Dale Davis. Mm-hmm. They did Davises? I remember that because as a Nick fan, they played us. He's far more um, Smets than uh, than Jermaine than, O'Neal. Either the da- okay. Yeah. yeah. He definitely seems more of like a finesse type. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've only played with them in 2K a couple of times. I do love the Pacers. I like their uh, home arena and their uniforms. The pinstripe ones are everything for me. You gotta love those pinstripes. They really did a good job with that. Okay. Um, and Conseco Fieldhouse was rocking. All right. Well, who do you have? At, of it. Who do you have at 17? Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Even though it should, probably should be Dennis. Smith Jr., who's the next one for me, but Trey Young, yes, at the time. I'm going to go with what I was thinking of at the time and just okay. stick with that. Well, I've got him down at 23. What were you thinking about him at the time? I'm thinking about, you know, it's really early, like, in his, like, career right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is pretty much where Curry was at around the same, like, he wasn't, like, setting the world on fire. That's But, um... I think the league is geared towards someone like him, and I think Atlanta has a really good... Like, I think he's going to be good. He's going to be solid. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't like his hair, but... Yeah, the, the uh, fact that he's struggled with his shooting um, is slightly concerning to me, but I really like watching him play. He's got flashes. Um, I heard someone try to call him uh, Ice Tray, which I'm not sure if that's a cool nickname or a terrible nickname. Um, but I kind of like it, and you know he he's fun. He's a, a fast player, an exciting player. Um, hopefully the three point shot comes back to him, but he's he's fun. I like him. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt for being in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a terrible situation, you know. So like, and I don't know, just like. He's a good player, you know. Doncic goes to Atlanta. Do you think he's doing what he's doing in Dallas? I don't think so. I think so. You think Doncic would still be incredible in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, I think Doncic is cold. I think he's just... He's just... Anywhere he goes, he'll just be great. Oh, yeah. You don't think he's a product of literally landing in the perfect spot? Oh, I think Doncic has already learned. That's the thing. 
my whole thing is I don't think if I, I think I don't think Trey Young I think Trey Young would be better than he I think Trey Young would be good in Dallas, but I don't think he would be as good as Doncic is in Dallas. I think I think Trey certainly could be better in a better situation. Um but I think Atlanta may become the perfect situation. They've really geared their whole team around him. Which is the um, which is the right thing to do. And so it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Yeah. I think that I have I had him at seventeen because I think that he he will blossom with more. Yes, time. he will blossom. So I've my my rankings are in, in accordance with how I, how you could build a team around a person and like what they can contribute. Mm-hmm. I don't know my my gut type. It's a gut type deal. Yeah. All right. Um, well, who's your seventeen? My seventeen is another current rookie. Uh, it's DeAndre Ayton. Okay. Yeah, I had Ayton up at ten. So, why do you have him so low? Well, I still think I think ten is ridiculously high. I still think my ranking might be a little high. Um, you know, he, he's coming to the league. He looks slow defensively. He's not moving his feet it all that well, but he is trying. Um, I've seen him get dunked on a number of times in in highlightish fashion. So, you know, at least he's trying to be a good defender. It, um, if he can get that down, I think he's got brilliant post presence. He's a really good passer out of the post, which he's only averaging two assists. It's the damn Phoenix Suns. They're terrible about catching and shooting. But I do think that the Suns could rely on him in offensive sets. It's as the primary person where you dump it down to him and you have him. Uh, post up and try to score. If he, they double, he can kick out. Um, so I, I'm excited for his potential. He's actually exceeded my expectations. All right. This is one thing, little thing I'll say about Aiden, which is I've and tell me if I'm wrong and if I've seen this and in, in seeing this. University of Arizona players are very much okay, with the exception of Gilbert Arenas. If I think about the University of Arizona players who've come out in the last 20 years, Lauren Woods, Salim Stoudemire, Aaron Gordon. Um, I mean, Steve Kerr also went there. But Kerr was also very much like, he's a solid player. But, like, they're not, like, aside from Gilbert Arenas, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not stars? Yeah. I mean, look, Aiden is a physic. I think I'm in, like, enamored with, Oh. Like the sheer physical specimen that is DeAndre Ayton, and I've just imagined him in like. <sighs> so I actually just pulled up the University of Arizona player list that's in the NBA, and I think it's a solid squad. Let me just okay. list off how I would build their their starting lineup. Um, we've got Ayton at the center. We have what Gordon, Gordon and Ayton, Gordon and Ayton. Obviously. Andre Iguodala is the small forward. Heard it. Um. Then we've got that they don't have shooting guards. I forgot so. about Iguodala. Iguodala and, and, and Arenas are the two standouts. Yeah. Um, they've got your boy, uh, Isozo, Alonzo Trier. Uh, they've got TJ McConnell. Apparently, Lowry Markinen went there. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Markinen did go there. And Stanley That's Johnson. Right. So, you know, it's all in the It's not terrible. Ronda Hollis Jefferson, your net. It's That's not my net. That's Jasmine's net. Jasmine's net? Well,. You know, they've got they've got a couple not of terrible. Couple, not terrible. For not being that but, good of a school. Like But they were athletics. good in the late nineties with Bibby and everybody. 
And I also, I just want to say, I dropped the name Lauren Woods for the hardcore people. Lauren Woods was not very good. <laughs> I don't remember him at all, but... Lauren Woods. L-O-R-E-N Woods. I think he played for Minnesota for a hot minute. Couldn't tell you. He was on the he was on the team he was on the team with uh, Gilbert Arenas and Richard Jefferson. Way back when. Wait, is right. he is he the guy that's now the ref? He was also on the team with Shannon Fry. Wait, I think I know him. I think I know him. Because he Lauren was Woods. Nope. He's like seven one. Totally not the right guy. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Don't remember. Alright, so maybe my Arizona thing is wrong. No, no, he he is the right guy. He's an Arizona. No, I'm guy. just saying I'm just... You know, I'm just saying about maybe my interpretation of like Arizona players. Yeah, possible. All right, but 18. Who you got? Dennis Smith Jr., which I'm embarrassed about. Why Why DJ Smith? When, because I'm embarrassed because Fox is right below him. And the, I'm these two people should probably be above all of the people I've named in the last, the last I, five people I've named. So I don't have Smith on my list. I didn't have him on my initial list, and I don't have him on the new list. Nothing he's done in Dallas has made you uh, happy? No. I mean, and I think there are just other better point guards out there, and I've got quite a few point guards out there. The, the age of the point guard is continuing. You really think we're not transitioning away from the point guard? I don't think so. I mean, it, the bigs are making a resurgence. Uh, there's a really strong... Uh, I'm not sure what to qual- qualify them as, but the three fours... The like LeBron, Giannis, KD, Kawhi that sometimes play three, sometimes play four, but never really go down to two or never really go up to five. Those tweeners, um, they've got a strong crop in there, but there's just so many damn good point guards in the league. All right, but so um, what do you like about Smith? Athleticism. I wish the Knicks would have picked him over Nelikina. That's probably what strongly influenced this as well. Um, I don't know. He went to NC State. It's a competitive conference in college basketball. He's got toughness. He's intelligent. He's scrappy. You know? And mature. And so... I've... That's why I like him. I mean, I don't. I haven't really been watching. The NFL playoffs started. I haven't really been watching the NBA Fair. this month, to be honest with you. Well, you're not. It's been a. You're not missing out on much. Uh, Smith's been sitting out uh, with a back injury slash trade request. So. Really, he's requested a trade. Yeah. So this is Doncic's team, and he there's no space for Dennis Smith Jr. It, That's crazy, though. Exactly. I figured like they'd be complimentary. I. So I, I floated it. Uh, I did an article for the site recently, uh, where I was kind of doing the the cost and benefit of doing a full mid season tear down tank. Um, and what would you say to flipping him to Detroit for Andre Drummond? Um, because because what's his name? Uh, DeAndre Jordan is not a long term fit there. He's on expiring. There's already been rumbles. They probably won't re-sign him. So then you got Doncic next to, uh, or you got Drummond next to Doncic for the next several years, and you get. Smith. Do you think Detroit would do that trade though? I think Detroit needs to do a full rebuild. Well, anytime you trade for Blake Griffin, you need to do a full rebuild. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the number one sign that you need to completely 
abandon what it, you're doing. It didn't work. Trade him out. Full rebuild time. Where does Blake Griffin go? They, you think they trade him to like uh, Israeli team? Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, close. I think you trade him to Michael Jordan's team, the Hornets, uh, as they're desperate to make the playoffs, and Jordan believes in having stars. Yeah, Kemba and Blake be a dream come true for the Spectrum Center down there in Charlotte. It would be. But, all right, who else? Uh, moving what on. Is it? That was my 18, so what's your 18? My 18 is Brandon Ingram. Who, okay, he's my he's my 24th, so. I, I like the point Ingram that's kind of been unleashed. Um He's a shockingly bad scorer for for that being his kind of bill coming into the league. Uh, But he handles smooth, and now that Lonzo's hurt and out for the next month... Which is a shame, because he's actually been playing very well as of late. And I told everybody, everybody's like, oh, you're crazy for having Lonzo ball up that far, showing friends with the list. And I was like, I'm telling you, this dude is good. I... But, sorry. I don't have Lonzo on my list, and he's making me regret it, or he was... Um, I was debating between him and my number 24 for my number 24 spot. But I really think that Point Ingram is really going to unlock something. Um, I'm hoping LeBron comes back and we can see a Point Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo, Okuzma, and then probably Tyson Chandler lineup. Um, but I, I, I like seeing the ball in his hands. I kind of wish he had been drafted by a bad team that was just going to throw everyone around him like uh, what's going on in Atlanta with Trey Young. So, yeah, I, I've still got him high because of that potential upside. Well, I can't put him that high because he really, I guess until as of late, really hasn't shown much. Fair. And he's, he couldn't be a paperweight. Like, he, he couldn't keep a sheet of paper down. He's still really skinny after a couple of years. Real thin. Like, real thin. Yeah. And, like, it, like who who can he guard? Like, I mean, like, he's got he's got length, and he can maybe block some shots, and, like, that's an advantage. But he is so... He just looks weak. He looks underfed and malnourished. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure people's genetics, like, you know, he, just, he probably has a metabolism that's faster than anything we can comprehend. Well, I'm sure that boy eats. But, like... I had him at, I have him at twenty four because like he's a high draft pick. He has potential, mm-hmm. and he so he makes my list. But that's about it. Like he can like I haven't seen anything he can do yet. But people believe that he can do things. So mm-hmm. I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt that I don't. You know, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of people are correct. Yeah, you know, everyone's still high on him. Despite the fact that he's been underwhelming. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes time. And I, I do think he's had a bad situation where, you know, when he first came to the league, they were the D'Angelo Russell Lakers. So the ball was always in Russell's hand. Last he's a man. Last year they got Lonzo, and there's all the hype around Lonzo. And they're like, let's put the ball in Lonzo's hands and use Ingram as a secondary scorer. Where I think Ingram is probably best used as a primary playmaker distributor um, with his scoring kind of coming second. So. We'll see. Interesting. When the Lakers trade him for a star, we'll we'll get to see him on his own team. Yeah, I think I think if he gains some win, I think like I said, I don't know. I always my 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 first answer is always let's throw him on San Antonio. <laughs> let's see let's see what Pop. I, gets I think Pop game. would love him. 
I think so too. That's the thing. I think pop. Yeah, he passes the disagree. pop test in my mind. Yeah, Dennis Smith does not pass the pop test. He kind of reminds me of Avery Johnson a little bit, though. You know, he does have a splash of Avery, actually, with a bit of Tony. Tony's speed back when, like, young Tony. Yeah. For, like, I'm gonna fuck your wife, Tony. Like, why don't we just make Pop the coach of every team and just see how great the NBA could be? God, man. if we could just clone Pop and have 30 Pops in the league, it would be the NBA would be amazing. <laughs> I, I'm not opposed. Every team would be 41 and 41. Pop Kerr, 2020. Oh man, um, uh, nineteen or yeah, who do you have at nineteen? Darren Fox, even though he should be way higher, he's really like, I don't know. At least I don't know where it's at. Is Sacramento doing okay now? No, right? They fell off. They've fallen off. They're probably, um, they're not really in contention for the playoffs anymore. I guess they're only a game back, but. We've kind of seen the writing on the wall. Their interconference record against the West is is not good. Abysmal. Yeah, when they play Eastern Conference teams, they kind of make it look like they're gonna compete, but you're gonna play most. Well, in of your the East, they would be a playoff team. Oh for yeah, sure. In the East, they would be the uh, they'd be the sixth seed. So let's just move Sacramento to Pittsburgh. It'll be the Pittsburgh Kings, and uh, we'll move uh, the team out west. Uh, we'll move Detroit to the west. Yeah, they're right next to Minnesota. Sacramento Pistons. Gosh. I, I like it. Wait, no, um, I can't lose the Pistons because they're, they're the closest team to me, physically speaking, so if I want to watch a basketball Indianapolis team, is not that far. It, it, it's like five hours. That's not that far. I could go to Toronto in five hours. Yeah, you're right, you could. I you could, could go to go Cleveland to... or Chicago in three hours. I could go to That's Milwaukee in four hours. That's true. And if you swim, you get there even faster. Yeah, yeah. If I could just take a car boat. My new car, car does boat. not have boat potential. That's unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's 2019. You would expect those things to be Ex- like a thing by now. Yeah. You know, the Jetsons and all these other shows would have like would have caught up with society. by now that we would be like having flying cars and whatnot. But here we are still potting using an old audio program. <laughs> And a microphone, and you know, Darren Fox is nineteen on my list. So clearly, twenty nineteen is. Eh. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna fight John Fox at all. I've got him much higher. Uh, my nineteen is Jalen Brown. He is not on my list. Which which? Yeah. I mean, he should probably should be. I mean. But. Brown is having a terrible year this year for, for what it's worth. Um, and now he's mouthing off to Kyrie, which maybe stay humble, young man, but also you're not wrong. So kind of hard for me to pick sides here because I agree with you, but you're the youngin'. But I don't know. I, I like his defensive prowess. Um, I think we've gotten to see him on a big stage, and I know he can compete. Um, yeah. Where I'm at with him is if he never gets any better, he's still a starter on a playoff team in my mind. Um, okay. On a contending team, I think he can, you know, absolutely be one of the five best players on a on a team that's competing for a championship, and I'm pretty okay with that. All right. I think. I mean, honestly, I think that. Uh... Him and Marcus Smart kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, 
Yeah. They do the same exact thing, and it's just kind of like overkill at that point. How many players, like... And for what he does, I don't know. I mean, look, you say he's five best players on a championship team, potentially. You know, you know he, he's definitely, like, option four. He doesn't have... Yeah, that's the thing. Is he's probably more of an option four or five. Um, and he doesn't have the heart, not, not to question him, but he doesn't have, like, the intensity and fire that Smart has that I think Boston really needs right now. But I do think he has a much better offensive upside. Um, I think he'd probably be your okay. third option on offense. All right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put Brown on there. I just don't. I don't like his style of play. Fair. Uh, maybe I don't have appreciation for it. Um, did we do your so, nineteen? Yeah, Fox. 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 Gosh, I can't keep straight. If we did your nineteen or your eighteen, who do you have at twenty? Little wiggle, wiggle, wig, Wiggins. Wiggy. Wiggins. Wiggy hop. And uh, Wiggins, he's on my list because. He's number one pick. He's insanely athletic, and he's Canadian. Not in that order. Canadian probably being first. Canadian first, of course. Naturally. Um, naturally. No, uh, he's... I think he would have been much better had he played with LeBron. <laughs> I think he would have been better playing with LeBron, too. Well, I don't know, because he still falls into my Minnesota needs joy concept. Uh, which I'm going to keep beating this drum until they get a good coach that can inspire some happiness. Um, but you just see, as soon as Butler's gone, his play has been half elevated. You know, he still has his really terrible games. I think he had a, a low single digit. No, he actually doesn't had a single digit game recently. But you know, he had a forty point game game against Oklahoma a little bit ago. Um, the Oklahoma-Minnesota games are always really hype, and I don't get why. Like, last year they had a couple games come down to buzzer beaters from Carmel Anthony. So, I, I don't know. Excuse me, from who? Yeah, Carmel hit a couple of buzzer beaters. Just to beat who, wait, who's that? I've never heard of him. Man, I, I forgot about that temporary, like, memory loss thing that all of New York has about Carmelo. You guys just... I, can, you, can you elaborate on this... So Carmelo Anthony was once a number three draft pick. He uh, he went to Denver, um, was was pretty good, got his team to the playoffs before LeBron James did. Should have won Rookie of the Year over LeBron James. Just saying. Um, he then forced his way in trade to New York, which depleted New York of all of its assets. Still got New York to the playoffs a couple of times. It, despite his running mate, and the whole plan to be a two-team or a two-player attack team, and Amari Stoudemire's knee just giving out, and it being just Carmelo with like no one else around him, still got him to the playoffs. I'm just saying, New York needs to stop being all all anti-Melo. He did good by you, as Look far here. as I'm concerned. You give away 172 million dollars, and you come talk to me. He didn't it. give you didn't. It is. What about the hundred million that you gave Stoudemire? Stoudemire is why he was off. No, he kept getting them checks until it was done. You were paying him twenty mil a year to sit on that. Stat was an MVP candidate. Twenty five, dude. His first year, man, was incredible, and we didn't even have Carmelo. It was amazing. I'm sorry, Stoudemire gave me joy. 
Stoudemire gave me joy. When, St- when Stoudemire was the focal point in the offense, we were incredible. He took the three at the... Do you remember that first his first ever game as a Nick? Do you remember his first ever game as a Nick? He literally hit the buzz reader three that didn't count over the Celtics with Paul Pierce and Rondo and Garnett. This is 2010. Stoudemire is the one girlfriend that you know is never going to last, but you had like a good time Yes, with. because she can't walk. It just messed up on my part. Because, like, it's messed up. Oh my god! <laughs> but and, and Carm- it's the truth, though. Like, it's the truth. Is yes, I'm sorry, his knee screwed up. But like, when that boy was on the court, he was amazing, man. Yeah, like, that was amazing. I'm, I'm just... I met the dude. I met the dude. He signed a book for me. Listen, all right. I, I love Phoenix stuff. He's Jewish. All right. <laughs> He's awesome. I think he played in Israel for like. He did. After. He did, and he's in. I think he's in the big three league now, which Is we need really? to start just covering. Man, we just have big three pods big when three the season pod. comes back. I'm in. I'm in. All right, we're having big three pod. But it's gonna be great. It's be fantastic. You just can't be mad at Carmelo. All of New York. I am going guys... to be mad at Carmelo for as long as I live, man. You know who's on my shit list for New York? It's Carmelo Anthony, Isaiah Thomas, James Dolan. How did How did we get here? Oh, oh. How did we get here? Yeah. How do we get here? I I don't know. I I want to I bleh, I don't really know. <sighs> See, you brought, you brought out all my like my post traumatic stress. You brought it all to the surface, Nathan. And I'm I don't sorry. know how you do it. This is you just say these trigger words like Carmelo Anthony, and then I just kind of get upset. Oh my god! I'm sorry. This was supposed to be a stress less event, a nice relaxing. This was supposed to be therapy. I was fine. I was completely fine until you, you, you had to use words that were, were inappropriate. I, is, was there like a more intense rating than explicit? Because like, I feel like we've gone beyond explicit at this point. Because like, if you if you're young, like, and he's dropping words like Carmelo Anthony, you don't want to be listening to this podcast. I mean, I can put a trigger warning in the intro. <laughs> trigger warning in effect for Nick fans. Yes, you really need to put a trigger warning. I'm, I'm gonna start saying that. Before every podcast now, just a trigger warning for Nick fans. We might be talking about some sensitive, uncomfortable topics. I'll, I'll put it in there. I'll, I'll put it in the description <laughs> that there's a trigger warning. And for Knicks fans, be careful. Anyone in the New York area? Oh, okay, let's... Uh, was oh, that man. your 20? Are we still on 20? <laughs> I'm doing my 20. My 20 is D'Angelo Russell. Oh, man. Why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why you gotta throw so much shade to D? Yo? They're a playoff team, man. Don't don't come at me with like. Please tell me that you're repenting for putting them this low. I no, not at all. Because I redid my rankings. Just because you're an upset Laker fan, I'm not does upset. Not mean that you. This is this is your bias against I him, him for I... the fact that he was not that good in LA and he's thriving now in Brooklyn. Hey, you know what? We turned him into that LeBron is, James. The... I'm okay with that. You, Actually, technically, this, technically, we turned used him to get rid of Mozgov to clear out the cap space that allowed us to sign LeBron James. Right, but you—it's your fault that he wasn't good in LA. It is personally your fault, Nathan. All right, so I'm still not sure he's good. He's just—I think he's what. So uh, tell me your qualms against D'Angelo Russell, who has gotten Brooklyn in the playoffs right now. First off, we cannot credit him with getting Brooklyn to the playoffs. 
Brooklyn is a full team. We're crediting Kenny Atkinson, their coach, for molding them, for surviving this Karis LeVert injury. He, uh, he's got the whole team approach. I considered giving this spot to Jarrett Allen as the honorary Brooklyn Nets spot. Um, but, no, I he's got a lot of scoring potential. I don't know what else he brings you. I feel like he's probably better as like a Lou Williams off-the-bench scorer. Um, that's that's all I got. Is uh, He brings scoring. But it's not like transcendent scoring. It's not like, you know, oh, go get me a bucket. Or, man, the whole team's going to scheme around stopping you. It's just like, yeah, he scores. Cool. I, I think I figured out where this, like... Resentment for D'Angelo Russell comes from. Where? And I understand, actually. I'm actually... I actually understand now because of Nick Young and Swaggy P. The incident. You're still not over the incident. Yeah. I can look... I can see it on your face. You're clearly... You're still very upset that he violated the way he violated. Do you know what Swaggy P had to do to get over that after that incident? I know. I know. Oh, man. He spent a full week working... In a Mexican diner, singing "Happy Birthday." That's the only thing he did there. It's just showed up with sombreros and the little macarinas and just sang "Happy Birthday" to customers. It wasn't even their birthdays. He just needed to feel joy in his heart. Once again, we can never not confirm nor deny that Swaggy P did or did not do these acts. Yes, but we know for a fact. That he did not get in trouble with hookers and strippers and prostitutes at a place. He did not get in trouble for it, but we cannot confirm nor deny that Swaggy P may have hung out with strippers and or prostitutes at a place. By the way, this does not infer that I am against or for... You're Team Swaggy P. Any kind of way. I'm Team Swaggy P. I have nothing against... Good. People who... I have nothing against sex workers whatsoever. Swaggy P for life! And, uh... But I do love Nick Young. Like, so much so. And I pray to God one day we can get him on the podcast. Oh, my God. I, I will tell you this. Pray. I would, I would rather have cry. Russell in L.A. than Lonzo Ball. Wow. Who has not appeared on my list. Wow. You really just said that. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's... You must really hate LeVar Ball. We'll get to that later. <laughs> we, who, who's your 20? LeVar Ball pod. <laughs> I really can't believe you just said that. I, You know I'm like Lonzo like for life. Like I, got, I, I just want to tell you how much I love the Ball family that I got my girlfriend's uncle a uh, big baller sweatshirt for his birthday. I spent $60 plus shipping. On a big ball, it's actually it was a nice sweatshirt. I'm still planning on getting myself some big baller gear. I'm all about it. I know you're just shaking your head now, like look. You would rather have D. Russell than Lonzo Ball. Wow. Yeah. Like this is just like another level. Right, we're gonna have to talk about that another time. You probably just need some therapy to be honest. With Maybe. You. But um, let's move on. Oh well, we can actually. Well, my twenty-one is Sabonis. Um, 
Okay, so we we've done about. I don't so. even know if we really talked about Wiggins. <laughs> no, we just got on the Carmelo Anthony tangent, but because this is what happens when you say that name. This hey, is what I'm happens. done. I'm done. I'm not saying it anymore. <laughs> you breathe, you breathe can't. in. No, no, Richard, slow it down. Slow it down. Breathe. But you're just gonna give me up. Breathe like, in for four seconds. I'm gonna count. One, two, three, four. Hold it for four. One, two, three, four. Exhale for four. One, two, three, four. See, three, they three, need to have under. this as like a video on the Jumbotron at the Garden like during games, like just like to calm Knicks fans down to like stop thinking about this dude. You know what? Um, but no. We'll figure it out. You, we'll, we'll make Wiggins it work. Is, by the it, way, Wiggins is not... You said Wiggins is, is on your list or not? He is list? not on my list. Um, I gave him some considerations. Um I'm really hoping he figures it out, but he's just, he's just a complete defensive of laps. Um, he's not really a great shooter or from outside. He can penetrate and score a little bit, but he's hit or miss on the days he decides to do it. Uh, and at 23, I'm kind of okay giving up on him. Okay. By the way, I have, uh, for the end of this, once we get to the end of the list, I want to do a fun thing where... Uh, we should go through the 24 quickly and go through what team should they be on where they would succeed the best. Okay, but we got to do it quick. Okay, we'll go have to do it quick. All right, who's your... Or we could do it another time. Who's your 20? Either way. Um, my, 20, my 20 is Wiggins. Oh, and your so, 20 was Wiggins. But the thing is, your 20... I, think that he, I think he could be better. Okay. Uh, and I think that he's still got a lot of potential, and it's so early, so... Right. I think he'll hit his stride at like 28, 29. We'll see. Um, or he could be out of the league altogether. Quite possible. 21 is my is Sabonis, which I already... Okay. Um, we've already talked about him. Uh, and your 21 is who? My 21 is Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Ah, tw- uh, well, Kuzma's my 22, so... Okay. Kill many birds with one stone here. Okay. Um, I had some debates about moving Kuzma up and my Kuzma versus Ingram, who I was going to have higher and who I was going to have lower... Um, you chose Kuzma over Ingram. Why? I don't know. Just eye test better. Fair. He showed me something. <laughs> and so I was like, there's something there for Kuzma. Like, Ingram is like still in, I think he's still in his chrysalis. I think, I think Ingram definitely is a better fit next to LeBron. Um, he's actually done really well in the LeBron-less Lakers. Um, with Ingram being the ball handler and with Lonzo Whip. Whipping the ball around, Kuzma has kind of taken over the leading scoring role. Uh, he had a forty-one point in three-quarter game. You know, I remember that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was against Detroit. So, suck it, Pistons. Uh, oh my gosh! It's, you know you live in Michigan, right? I do. You know, if, if like someone could come find you, I probably shouldn't be as antagonistic towards Detroit as I am. No, you really shouldn't, considering you've gone to many of their games. Yeah, though you, I don't know how many of them. At, that you've like root for them None. in their games. It's a shame. No, no. I went to a Detroit Memphis game a few years ago with buddies. And I went to a Detroit Clippers game a few years ago with friends. Yeah, so I've I've done it twice. I've probably been to like thirty Pistons games, so I've rooted for them twice. Yeah, that sounds about right. But well, Kuz just rem- just remember you live in Michigan. Fair. Like, don't forget that you actually live in Michigan. Fair. Um, Kuz is just he's a god awful defender um, 
you want to hide him. It, it's just bad. He gets switched into pick and rolls against guards to take him on the perimeter. I have seen him follow more three-point shots than anyone else. And it's not even just following the three-point shot. It's like, let me put my hand on your chest where it doesn't affect your shot, but I'm going to get called. And you make the three. He's given more four-point plays this season than anyone I've seen. Interesting. But he can score, and I'll take it. He can score. That's why I have him above Ingram, because he can score. He's got that one skill that, you know, will always make him valuable. All right. So who's your 22, then? My 22 is Zach Levine. And he's my 23. So this is pretty much the end here. Which, Um, I, I feel like Levine and Kuzma, pretty much the same. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wouldn't even... I mean, Levine's got... He's good. He's good. He's an athletic wonder. You know, maybe White Vince Carter, maybe. Is is he... He's got to be like a halfie, isn't he? I don't even... I can't tell anymore. I also <laughs> realize I probably shouldn't refer to people as halfies. That's that's probably not... No, no, halfie. Look here. Look, what are you, what are you, look, it's not like, look Matt, Nathan, it's not like you call him a mudblood or something. You know? Fair. Very fair. <laughs> He said a half you like but, you could have been talking about a damn cookie. <laughs> like, I, I, is the proper term swirls? Swirls, yeah, you, that would be fine, okay too. A little, little Oreo, a little bit of a white, a little. Okay, we're done. We're done with that bit. Yeah. Oh um, man. No, Levine. He's got the bounce. He's got some highlight real potential, and he'll score twenty plus a night on the Bulls. How about how about this? He's like a half, like a mixed race Jason Richardson. Um, you know who he reminds me of? Gerald Green. Ooh. Back when Green started off in Boston, like he had a steady climb, and it looked like he was going to be fine. Like especially a, after that cupcake dunk. Yeah. Never forget the cupcake dunk. That cupcake dunk is amazing, and you should go if you're listening to this podcast. After you finish listening to this podcast, you should pull up the cupcake dunk because it's actually. An incredible athletic feat. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But anyway, back to Gerald Green. So, you know, I just, he, he had, you know, five point game, or five points per game a year, ten points per game a year. Looked like he was going to be climbing, then got traded, hit out of Boston, and then kind of just washed around the league before catching on. And Well, actually, I wouldn't even say he caught on. He signed a 10-day no. to get to Houston last year, but... He's, you know, bounced around. He's been a scorer in a couple of different places. I think that's probably Levine's destiny. Ceiling? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's already outperformed it. But if he's, like, 110% of what Gerald Green is, you're just still got a guy, Zach Levine. Fair. Um, I really thought you were going to say Gerald Wallace for a second. I don't know how Levine is on defense, though. Uh, terrible. Yeah, so not Gerald Wallace. Um, um, my twenty-three is someone we've already touched on, uh, Trey Young. So that right. brings us to our twenty-fours. Who do you have as twenty-four? Which someone we've also already touched on, Mr. Ingram. Mr. Ingram. Okay, and then. Uh, so then, this is your. This is your. This is your. This get, is your show. Well, so my twenty-four. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a minute here and grandstand. Uh, Drum roll. Well, I had. A, I had a lot of debate on this because. I love OG Ananobi. Love, love, love him to death. 
Uh, I think he was ready to take a leap this year. And then Kawhi came in. He got kind of he lost a lot of his minutes to having Kawhi in the rotation. And we saw Pascal take the jump. Pascal is too old. He is already 25, if I believe. So couldn't put OG there. I wanted Jared Allen. Um, he's had some great highlight blocks this year. I think he's got really high defensive potential, but he's not quite on the Miles Turner defensive level yet. Um, still struggling offensively. Will probably be worse than Turner offensively. I was like, man, is 85% of Turner good enough to get 24? Didn't quite make it. Thought about Wiggins. Didn't make it. Thought long and hard about Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball and my pick were, were like neck and neck for a while. But it ended up going to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Okay. Who, who did we compare him who, who did NBA draft that night compare him to? Ron Harper, right? Yeah, probably Lonzo Ball. They're very similar players. I think Ball's better, but that's just me. Yeah, I know just know that you hate LeVar Ball, so I, I mean, anything anything you say that I have to take with a grain of salt. Because you cannot you cannot remove yourself from the situation. Look at how great Lonzo Ball actually is. I don't hate Ball. I just don't think he's good. I think he's fine, adequate. I think he could be a fifth player on a team if you had the right other couple of guys around him. He's just a very limited player. Let's talk to me about um, S, uh, Student Government Association. So the Student Government Association is a thing where kids get together and they pass laws. Um, Do they really pass laws? I was in SJN. We didn't pass any laws, so, I'll tell you that. Uh, the Michigan uh, Student Youth in Government, um, which is a slightly different acronym, Student Youth in Government, um, they actually passed a law where if you're over 21, your license is horizontal. If you are under 21, you have a vertical license. So basically, if you ever look at a Michigan ID, you should just be able to look at it and see horizontal versus vertical and know if they're over or under 21. You don't ever get confused about dates and years. And Interesting. Yeah. It's like a really minor law, but they did pass it, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But SGA is just a really good team player. He's a good slasher, or um, good with the ball, keeps it moving, looks to pass first, which as opposed to scoring. Very Lonzo Ball-esque, better shooter than Lonzo, although still not great. They're averaging basically the same points. Um, I don't know. I just think he fits better in the flow of a team. Him, uh, He's a year younger, and I think he's taller and longer, so I think he's got more upside. Okay. Yeah, I really haven't watched this guy play, so I don't really have an opinion of him. Um, he played on Kentucky, I believe, right? Yeah. Another Kentucky product. Kentucky kids are all over the NBA now. They really it's are. crazy. Calipari is just... Um, it's wild. Um, all right, you wanted to go through these guys? Uh, yeah. Um, so... Just, just give me your um, top five that you wish were on a different one, team. Um, or like, just kind of cherry pick them. Give me one second, all right? Um, well, why don't you tell me... Wait, repeat your question one more time. Sounds like you've got a company showing repeat, up. Repeat, yes. I got. I have company going on. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just shut her down. I'll let you go right, enjoy yeah, your company. Let's... Um, let's uh, we'll... Yeah, let's... <laughs> um, this is... I guess we'll abruptly end this. Um, this has been an edition of... Uh, another edition 
We finally got to finish our 24 under 24. This has been another edition of the Hoops Temple podcast. Um, I am Richard Blue. He's Nathan Schwartz, uh, who played us in was ALO. We'll be back. Maybe talk maybe a little bit more about this and do another state of the league. Catch up. Boogie Cousins is back as well. Uh, Peace out, Girl Scouts. Peace out, Girl Scouts. And don't forget to get your Girl Scout cookies. They're still on sale. Get that Thin Mints. Absolutely. See ya. See ya.